Hello, welcome to the Medical Maze. I'm your host, Don Ellen Ray, and today we're gonna be talking about sarcoidosis with my special guest, Terry Vickers. But before we get started, let me say hey to my co-host, Phil. This is something that I've never heard of before. So we've we've got one that is brand new. So if you're watching this for the first time, you're going to learn something and learn something very, very valuable. Yes, I think so. And, And Terry, welcome. I'm so glad that you could join us. Thank you. So sarcoidosis, you know, the, you know, million dollar question, what is sarcoidosis? It's a condition that involves your, um, any part of your body, really. Um, it's characterized by the growth of uh, tiny collections of inflammation, and they are like nodules, and they call them granulomas. Um, it's kind of rare. There's maybe 200,000 people in the U.S. at one time that has it because okay. it can start and stop. Okay. And nobody knows why. Um, there is no known cause for it, and there is no known um, cure, cure or something. for it. Yeah. So is it an autoimmune thing? Is it like... No, it's not okay. autoimmune. It does make your immune system overreact. Okay. And it has immune responses, but it's not considered an autoimmune disease. Okay. So when were you diagnosed with it? I was diagnosed in 2016. I was uh, walking into my job at the time and uh, going up the stairs and it felt like I was walking underwater. I couldn't breathe, couldn't catch my breath. And I was concerned because it happened many times. And I went and saw my family doctor and he sent me for an x-ray. And through the x-ray, they saw that there was like spots, there's things on my lungs. So he immediately got in touch with a pulmonologist and they had me in the hospital having a bronchoscope within a week. Oh, wow. And so through that, we did a biopsy, and they found it. Oh, wow. So I can imagine seeing spots and stuff. That'd be scary. Mm-hmm. Phil, can you bring up that um, chart? Because uh, you said, so this was in your lungs. Uh-huh. So these granulomas, and if we look at this chart, it looks like it can that it's common in a couple places or a few places. I think yeah. you said you can get it all over your body. Mm-hmm. but So you got lungs, and then you have, uh, what, lymph nodes and skin? Yes, yes. and brain, heart. Wow. Any anything that goes through the lymphatic um, system wow it travels that way okay and so for you you first noticed it in your lungs yes. and it made you it was hard for you to breathe yes. and you couldn't and so they did this biopsy so were they familiar so they didn't like misdiagnose you they did the biopsy so Correct. they told you exactly right. at that point we what it was, it was. leukemia oh wow that's why they went so quickly because they were afraid that it was leukemia oh my which is one of the common um, misdiagnosis really for it yeah wow yeah okay so then so you had the biopsy then they knew immediately what it was mm-hmm. and then what what did they do how did they start um, the treatment with you on that they just started doing drugs like um methotrexate um and what kind be, of drug is that it's a that's okay. Anti-inflammatory, I think. Okay. Um, okay. That's a steroid, though, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. It, probably. Okay. Steroids and all okay. that stuff. And we weren't get, having very much success, so my pulmonologist sent me to Mayo Clinic for a specialist there. Oh. And he put us on a, like azathioprine and prednisone and a whole schedule of what we needed to do, and that was you know 
2016, so I don't really remember too much um, what they had me on. But, okay. Um, I get very susceptible to like bronchitis and pneumonia. Um, in 20, I think it was 2017, I was two weeks in the hospital with pneumonia um, because it just tears. When I get any kind of lung problem, it is just intensified because of the sarcoma. Oh, wow. Okay. So, like, even it is like a cold or anything that's, yeah. that that's stresses like your respiratory. Go, don't, don't go. Oh, right, right. Yeah. If you're sick, stay home. Oh, God bless them. Yeah. Um, so, yours is, has yours primarily been your lungs or yes. have you had other places? Um, I have it subcutaneously. Um, so, what's, I get like nodules under my skin. Okay. Um, I've had six surgeries to remove the nodules because they get enwrapped in my um, muscle or nerves. So then it's very painful. Oh, I wow. I had one that was very, very bad, was on the bottom of my left foot. Oh, wow. And had to have that removed. So they just removed the whole thing, yeah. but what's the likelihood of it coming back? Um, the one on the bottom of my foot. I don't know if it's scar tissue or if it's actual nodule coming back, but it, it comes back. But it could. It could. Okay. Um, what's the most, is there a more common place? Lungs or skin or something? Uh, lungs <clears throat> is usually the most common. Um, okay. They say, um, in in the U.S. anyway, um, the the involvement of the eyes is mostly African American. Um, Japanese people will have usually have more um, heart related okay. sarcoid, and for Caucasians, it's primarily lungs. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's Eastern interesting. Scandinavian people. Okay. Um, Phil, can you bring up that chart? I think we talked about. I think in here we have. Um, you going? No, that's a good thing. I, I I like the point on here about where it's the, called the snowflake disease. Yeah, yeah, because everybody's different. Everybody okay, has different um, symptoms. Uh huh. So not every, not two people with sarcoid will have the same symptoms. Wow, that's got to be really hard to. Mm-hmm. That's why pinpoint. it's so commonly misdiagnosed. Oh my goodness! Because I was thinking when. You first said you were having lung issues that they probably said, oh, you've got pulmonary, you've got mm-hmm. uh, not embolism, but oh, or your kidneys are bad or yeah. you have congestive heart failure yeah, something like that. Did yeah. you get that when you were? No, because it was just like he just sent me straight for a x-ray just to see what was going on. And then he saw the spots and then he got me right to pulmonary. Oh, they, or you said they thought it was leukemia. Yeah, he, That's he, scary. His first thing, and he called me personally, and my doctor has never personally yeah. called me. Yeah, well, you know that's and not good then, like, huh? <laughs> um, I need you to go do this. And uh, he's like, it could be leukemia. And Oh, my. That was, like, terrifying. And then yeah. to have to do the bronchioscope, and they have to put you under. It's just like a surgery, and they, it was it was horrible. Oh, I really bet. Scary. I bet. How scary. Yeah. Um, the chart, can we show, uh, I think there's a, where it talks about the different areas. Can we go back one? Oh, this one? Uh, uh, uh down one, I think. Well, I, I confused myself. Okay. Yeah. So here, so, um, go, go back to the one where there was a picture. Cause I, I think that's, that's an example of it in the skin. Cause you were saying it can go into right the here. skin. I got some right here. <laughs> uh, hold on. Well, your arm. Yeah. Right here. Wow. Okay. And it's just like the, that's the first, is it, it's the bumps. And so you feel the little nodules under there. Yeah, is that I've it? Got one starting right here. Oh, okay. Um, 
So it's hard? You can't like pop it or it, anything? No, it's kind of soft. You feel it. Can you can you can you pop it? Like, oh huh. No. Is this almost like a cyst kind of kind feeling? Of, yeah. yeah. They thought I had a a cyst here. And I ended up it was a nodule. So okay. I had to have that removed. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So then let's go back because I want to talk about um, some of the symptoms for some of these other areas in, you know, in case someone may be having something and they're just not sure. Um, so the general symptoms, um, well, I guess you were having the fatigue and the, just the respiratory issues because yours was in the lungs, but it's yeah, just... I certainly didn't get the unexplained weight loss. <laughs> 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 so it says fever. I mean, some of these things you could be, a, a right, could be lots of things. Yeah. Um, fatigue, joint pain, um, muscle aches or weakness. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, night sweats. Yeah. Who would have thought? Um, swollen lymph nodes, because you said the lymph system was an yeah. indication, unexplained weight loss, yeah, and then the um, kidney stones. Yeah. Now, isn't that and interesting? I've never had those, thank goodness. But huh? Because yeah. who would have thought that maybe I have sarcoidosis, I've got a kidney stone or something, and I'm a little tired or something? Yeah. yeah. Um, now, if it's in your lungs, and this is where you are, cough, shortness of breath. Were you coughing? Yeah. Okay. I, have, I still have that. Oh, really? Cough. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you did have the shortness of breath for sure. Chest pain. I didn't experience that, but it makes me wonder because, you know, in 2005, 2006, I had a heart attack. Oh, so wow. I'm wondering if that was part of this as well. Oh, wow. Made me think after after we were re- researching stuff for this show. I Could like, that have... Oh, man. Yeah, maybe <laughs> because you were... I'm um, not that there's necessarily an age limit on a heart attack, but you know, you would have thought, well, you're yeah, was fairly like 35. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Isn't that interesting? And so now you go back and go, hmm. hey, maybe now, I mean, I know I have it now, but what? Yep. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I have a question though. How, yeah. how, how is your uh, immune system though? Because these seems, I, w- uh, I was thinking, Oh, what happened during 2020 when everybody had, in 2021? I was fine. COVID? I mean, uh, as far as my immune system goes, it's not so bad because it is not an autoimmune disease. So um, when I'm taking certain medications, that's when my immune system is more affected than just when I'm not taking medicine. During COVID and stuff, then yeah, it wasn't was a bigger. I okay. Did the, um, I did the vaccines, and my doctor, and I every year I have to do flu shots and pneumonia shots. Oh, and okay. All that stuff. That would make sense so. to just to whatever, you know, Im- Im- immune system boost that you can get to try to not get those. Okay. Wow. Okay. Okay. So then I think the next one was um, um, the eyes. Oh, go back. No, no, you were good. Um, the eyes, in the eye, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, back one. Bottom right. Yeah, there we go. Um, blurred vision or loss of vision. Mm, okay. Eye pain. Probably wouldn't have maybe thought about that. Red or swollen eyes or junk conjunctivitis if you've got no. your grandkids, you know. Yeah, who knows? Right. Because <laughs> they get that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and sensitivity to light. So you're kind of like, wow, I don't know that I would have thought you don't don't connect it to yeah but if you but i guess if you are having these or you're having these symptoms maybe repeatedly then maybe that's when we you need to maybe kind of had cataract surgeries already yeah um when i was in my 30s i had to have cataract surgery wow and it's just 
<laughs> crazy. All these things that when I'm looking up stuff for to talk about today, I'm like, man, I wonder if that was related. Yeah, I was going to ask yeah. you, when you go back, when you go back and think about all the things that you've gone through, because you, you were 16, right? When you, how old were you when you got diagnosed? Uh, in 2016. In 2016, yeah. sorry. Yeah, so um, you, yeah, it was a while before you, and you had all those things happen before then. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah, so you're probably wondering, okay, well, that yeah. checks the box, and then yep. that checks the box. And that's what it, I was doing. I was like, dang, I could have, this could have been this all along. Yeah, because yeah, cataracts at, in your 30s. 30s? Yeah. Wow. How was your vision back then, then? I've always wore glasses until I did LASIK. Wow. Knowing that now, like, are you, do you get, do you have like some relief with that or do you? Well, yeah. Cause then I'm like, okay, well it wasn't my body. It was this, this disease, you know, mm-hmm. and it could have been misdiagnosed all this time because we never connected the dots and never had any reason to think it was that. Wow. Yeah. Don Ellen, this says that, um, I'll put the, the chart up here yeah. again. Mm-hmm. It says that the exact cause is, is unknown. It could be genetic and or vi- environmental. Correct. Like so, this could have you couldn't got it from a bacteria or a virus. I we, don't think we, so. We don't even know. No. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. We don't we don't no. know? Yes, yeah, that's the the whole thing. And I don't know of anyone in my family that has it, but my sister has Crohn's disease, which is definitely Crohn's. So it wasn't misdiagnosed for that. But is that is that um, misdiagnosed Crohn's? For well, that's one of the things that are commonly misdiagnosed from sarcoid. Oh, really? Crohn's, uh, tuberculosis. Um, I guess I can maybe see more tuberculosis just because of the respiratory stuff if it's in the lungs, but Crohn's, hmm, wow. Just kind of like the leukemia. I mean, you know, you're like, wow, I, wow, what, what a place really to go. Scary. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so what about the one for the heart? What are the symptoms for the heart? And and just for anyone listening, we, we are going to put these. These will be as part of the, you know, part of the podcast. So if anyone wants to go and see them later, so if they don't get all the symptoms now, you can definitely refer back. But um, chest pain, fluttering heart palpitations, heartbeat, um, irregular heartbeat, heart failure, shortness of breath. Well, and shortness of breath goes back to your lungs too. So you you know either one. Um, and with heart disease being such a prevalent, you know, very common. condition in, you know, in our population, you, you may not even have thought who, who would have gone and said, you know what, maybe it's not that, maybe it's sarcoidosis. Sure. Yeah. You guys want to know how many people in the U.S.? Well, actually, it's not U.S. And yes, in the U.S. So about 10 to 40 people out of 100,000. Yeah. So between 10 and 40 out of every 100,000 people. Uh, and those are the ones that have probably been diagnosed. Mm-hmm. Who know that they have it? What about maybe those that think that they have something else? You so, know. So you, I'm thinking you got your doctor helped you really Absolutely. because I don't, I'm thinking not everybody would have been like you need to get tested for this. They kind of would have been treating the other things right first, and who, who knows how long your suffering would have gone without being treated for that. My so. very my doctor is very cautious, so um, he has been my doctor for probably over 30 years now. So so I guess do they do they send you to a doctor f- based on 
where it is. Like they sent you to a pulmonologist because it made sense. It was lungs. So do you go to a dermatologist then for skin? Uh, I do not see a dermatologist. I see a rheumatologist. Oh, um, okay. Because they, they have to monitor my, my blood work and stuff like that. So because the medication that I'm on is usually related more to uh, rheumatoid arthritis. Oh, okay. So my pulmonary doctor sent, set me up with the rheumatologist and I have to see them every three months and get blood work every three months and they ju- adjust my medications based on the, the levels because they affect the liver. So now okay, I'm having you know to check the liver all the time because of the medications I have to take to get keep the sarcoid from flaring up okay so you're not seeing it for this the spots or the cysts that no, you have i, I mean a, see a hand a, doctor a um, dermatologist there's no one you're seeing okay but your rheumatologist is yeah. are they managing that yeah okay yeah i see okay. the rheumatologist a cardiologist a pulmonary pulmonary doctor and then my family doctor do you do you feel and of course this is your opinion do you do you feel that there's knowledge about it in the medical community no most oh, okay people, most of them don't no. You know, I tell them I have sarcoid and they're like, oh, okay. Let me go look that up. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> they don't, I mean, my doctors do because they see me, but yeah. Um, when you go to like the emergency room, it's like. So you happen to, it sounds like that you happen to find a doctor who knew about this condition mm-hmm. and said, or at least sent you to someone they thought would at least diagnose you properly or find something, right. you know, and, and it doesn't sound like that maybe that's everyone's experience because they're they're on maybe heart disease or they're on leukemia or they're on Crohn's or they're you know something else where because they weren't familiar with this Hmm. without the biopsy we would have never been diagnosed with sarcoid but can you imagine being treated for something like leukemia or whatever but uh, there's tests out there for that but I'm just saying something much more severe and it and then you're wondering why maybe it's not helping like it should right you know it's just just a thought. And I it's mean, it's not like this disease hasn't been around. Um, it's been around. It's been tracked back to like 1846. Oh wow! The first case. So wow. So yeah. it has been out there. It's just a matter. Just it's just don't. It's not common enough that it's maybe in the medical community. That's right. not something that they maybe study in school, or they just they just don't see a lot of people with it. So they're just not yep. as familiar. What so, happens if this goes untreated? Um, I'm not sure. Um, I'm, I suppose people would be uh, not being able to breathe or heart attacks. Or well, is it, is it something that could eventually lead to death? Yes. I yes. would imagine. Okay. Yeah. Because if you're not treating those symptoms, say, of a heart or the lung or you can't breathe or you can't, I can. Especially the heart or eyes. Yeah. Can't see or something. Yeah. Sounds like diabetes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have diabetes symptoms in there. That's what it sounds like. And so like I would think this is this is probably one of the most misdiagnosed things out yeah. there if you're not if you're not educated on it. Yep. Mhm. Mhm. Wow. So um so can you pull up the chart on the treatments too cuz I think that you said that so how it's treated all these symptoms and stuff. So um so let's go. Oh yeah, on the one of the skin. I'm sorry. I forgot the um it says of the nervous system. Mhm. Too. Um I, I Sorry, I 
just want to go back. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, I forgot about the the nervous system. So that's interesting because you talk about diabetes, increased thirst or amounts of mm-hmm. urine. There you go. Um, and then Bell's palsy. Isn't that interesting? What's, um, Be- what's Bell's palsy? It's like you, it, it almost paralyzed in your face. Yeah, it's like part of your face is paralyzed. And I I, I know someone that had Bell's palsy. Palace. And they thought, um, of course, the first thing is, oh, my gosh, I'm having a stroke, you yeah. know, because all of a sudden your face, just droops. your face droops. And it takes it a while to, to you know, get to heal or whatever to get corrected, um, where it, you can still have a side that droops or maybe a mouth or whatever. But at first you want to go, oh, my gosh, this is, you know, sign of a stroke. Right. So it can give you Bell's palsy. So who would have thought about that to go and you know, a sarcoidosis for something on your nervous system. I wouldn't have thought about that either. And then we did talk about the skin. So you'd like the bumps yeah, and everything the on the skin. Tattoos and growth under your skin around what was it? Scars and tattoos. Yeah. 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 I, this is finally healed up, but I had this tattoo back when my mom passed and that's been many years. And I got like little bumps underneath it. Really? Like, what the heck is that from? Is it because like, I don't know. I'm just throwing this out there. Is it because like the skin's kind of damaged there from the tattoo? Yep. Is that it? I so it's so, yeah. okay. Wow. Is that painful? Yeah. <laughs> yes. It, it, when the nodules come in, they're very painful. So like it will hurt putting on like a shirt or anything mm-hmm. like that. And yeah. is that all over your body or is that just? No, I've t- only, I've only experienced like in my hands, um, my arm around my knees and my feet. So hmm. all the places that get a lot of contact. Yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah okay so yeah so okay so the the treatments i'm sorry i had forgotten about the other areas that it can pack because i mean nervous system i mean that's interesting um so then like you're saying well and i thought this point was interesting too where it says it may go away by itself mm-hmm. is that more skin because um, i can't imagine it. would yeah. your lung kind of go away I have been, I, every year I have to have a CT scan with and without contrast. In the last couple of years, it's come back fairly good. You know, no new growths, no, um, no inflammation. Um, so. Okay. It's like at a, like in remission. Okay. Kind of. Okay. And it stopped growing nodules and, but then all of a sudden you'll, get a nodule Mm -hmm. and I have like these little bumps around my ankle and my doctor the pulmonary doctor said that was one of the signs of the sarcoid that comes and goes wow yeah is it do you think it's stress distress bring it on or I don't know (sighs) Um, because I've had some pretty stressful times here lately and I haven't had any flares gotcha okay so does an an inflammation so it can cause a lot of inflammation um Mm And, and because we, we had talked about this on a different episode about anti-inflammatory diets, have you noticed that anything like that helps? Certain foods that are that help reduce inflammation? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's pretty much we're dealing with, I guess, the medicine. So your methotrexate, is that it? They did methotrexate before. Methotrexate. Um, right now we're, I'm on leflunamide um, and hydroxychloroquine um, that helps keep the nodules from fully forming. Oh, okay. So, Isn't that what everybody was taking with COVID? 
the hydroxychloroquine? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Good memory. Yeah. Wow. Um, so the so the the uh, like prednisone, so your yeah. uh, steroids, mm-hmm. uh, the immunosuppressants. So that's mm. that's when I when I take those. That's when I'm more susceptible to everything. Yeah, and that's when yeah, grandkids. Yeah, if you are sneezing, sniffling, anything, yeah, don't, home. don't don't come stay over. Home. Love ya, but exactly, <laughs> but not not today. That takes me to the hospital. Yeah, it's like it's most people can fight that and go on with their life and just have a cold. I can't just have a cold. I When I get a cold, I have a cold, and then it goes directly into bronchitis. Oh, wow. And then if I don't catch it, I have to go to the doctor immediately within a few days, or I'm in pneumonia. Wow. So would the sarcoidosis cause, could it cause lung damage or is it oh, yeah. the pneumonia that would cause um, the sarcoid itself can cause fibrosis or scarring in the lungs okay so i'm sure the pneumonia doesn't help it yeah yeah so. i just didn't know if it caused it or if it was actually the symptoms or the well because you have the nodules in mm-hmm. the lungs so okay that causes a scarring and mm. fibrosis hmm. interesting so how did you handle when the world was on fire with COVID? like I you just had, stayed home. You stayed home. I stayed home. Yeah, because yeah. you're saying that any your other medicines cause your immune system to yep. bottom out. Yeah, we didn't go anywhere. My husband and I, neither one of us got COVID during that entire time. Because you just you yeah, we stayed, stayed home. home. Yep. Wow. Because we worked remote. Well, I was able to work remote. Right. Mm-hmm. And they closed down our office and yeah for months. And yeah. So we just stayed away from everybody. Well, and it's a that's a not just the COVID issue, it's a whole other health issue for you yeah. on that. Wow. Yeah. 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 Um, so do you, are they working on a cure for something? Is I know we, there isn't one now. I know found the foundation of sarcoid research. Mm-hmm. Um, they have several studies going on at all times. They work at a global level and they're trying to understand what causes it so that they can then, find a cure for it but nobody has gotten to that point yet mm. hey don Allen, i got a question about these type of diseases they don't get a lot of funding do they because they're yeah. rare is that what happens yeah unfortunately yeah i think that that happens you know because i mean you know there's all those that have just a higher mm-hmm. prevalence then you get more I mean, you know, cancer research and things like that. There's a lot heart disease. Yeah. I mean, there's bigger prevalence of them. And I think that's where the money goes because you can affect a wider percent of your population. And then those that, and that's, that's another question. So the future for you with this is it's just going to be a chronic thing. You just Mm -hmm. have to keep treating it as it comes up with the medications or whatever. Um, And hopefully I don't develop any kind of liver disease. From the medications. Oh, gosh, yeah. Um, because they all flow through the liver, so then you're taking chances with the liver. So. Do you mm. take do you take a lot of pills or injections? I take many pills, medication. Mm-hmm. You have a number? No shots. You have a number of how many pills you take a day? I take seven, seven prescriptions a day. Yep. For the sarcoidosis? Some's for that, and some's probably related. Yeah, so. that you have to take mm-hmm. to counter affect something else to make sure say your liver or whatever mm-hmm. it is wow okay 
and this is constant blood work and yeah ct scans and you have the ct scans with contrast so that causes its own problems um is it are you look what is it just well, the, the contrast isn't good for you your cause, kidneys because of the kidneys yeah but you're not allergic to it, so thank goodness. No, no, okay, no. okay. No, but I'm, you know, I'm messing with my kidneys now because sure. of the contrast. So, wow. So, so this is what the future looks like for you. It's yep. just going to continue treating this. So, what about prognosis long term? Does it just if, does it take its toll on the organs, or is it? And I'm sure it's probably different for each person. And it can. I I assume it's based on what type you have yeah where it is you take and yeah because we stopped taking this st- i stopped taking the steroids i told him you have to find something different because it made me gain so much weight when i was mm-hmm. on prednisone um and i couldn't afford to keep weight gaining weight so mm-hmm. that causes more problems elsewhere sure you know? now i've been diagnosed with type 2 diabetes because of weight so so that's when they put on the um, the drug you're on now, the mm-hmm. metho. No, I take leflunamide and hydroxychloroquine. Okay, okay, okay. Do you feel like those are helping? So, yeah. Okay. How do your doctors do? They all communicate with each other because oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, one med may interact with another med that treats something else, mm-hmm. but the, but this one may help, but it also may interact with this with your diabetes. Right. They all coordinate through my primary care. Um, he gets everything, so he, they have a good, we have a good system in place because I don't change doctors. You know, my yeah. primary has been with, I've been with him for 30 years. My pulmonary doctor I've been with since 2016. Uh, my cardiologist I've been with since 2005, 2006. So I just stay with the same doctor so that there isn't any problems. How many appointments do you think you go through in like a month? Um, right now, because I don't, I'm not under a flare. It's not so bad. I just see the rheumatoid doctor every three months. I see my pulmonary doctor every six months, and then I see my primary, you know, normal amount, you know, twice a year, and then my cardiologist once a year. But when I have when I have a flare, and then I'm doing. All kinds of things, you know. I still yeah, have probably to do something every week at least. Every six months, I have to do a pulmonary function test. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it, there's a flare, we'll catch it hopefully early, and and then I would be doing those more frequently, more con, you know, CT scans and such. So right now we've, we're on a pretty maintained schedule. So wow, yeah, wow. So that's a lot. That's a lot. And then you just, you know, so and you don't dare wait to go to a doctor on it with a cold even. Oh, yeah. You know, if, if I get a cold, I'm I usually end up going to the CVS quick. Yeah. Quick care. Yeah. Because it's I can get in there fast and yeah, get medication, um, antibiotics and stuff. So. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So what do you think? Um, besides talking about like we are, do you think that there's anything that folks can do for people like you to help with this? Because, you know, I know there's, I mean, I'm not sure how much awareness is out there. We're already thinking that maybe the medical community, because it's not as common, um, maybe a lot of them aren't familiar with it. Um, So is it education and? It would have to be education because 
it, it is out there. There's 200,000 people at one given time in the U.S. has it. So it's not. And then sometime in the 1800s is when it was first. Yeah. So yeah. it's been around. It is around. And, you know, education and just talking about it helps get it out there. And hopefully they'll find a cure for it in my lifetime anyway. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. This has been really, really enlightening. Um, websites or places that you would recommend people if they want more information where the, you mentioned the foundation for Sarkoid Research. Oh, great. Thank you, Phil. Um, Cleveland Clinic, because they have an explanation on it. Mayo the Clinic. Life and Breath Foundation. Yeah. Um, so Mayo, yeah. And then I guess it, depending on what area it is, maybe the associations, you know, associated with that, like the lung and the... Mm -hmm eyes and the liver or wherever. So um, that's excellent. Well, I just appreciate your time today. And this has been really, really enlightening. Yeah. yeah thank so you. No, thank, thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Phil, do you have anything else? Only thing I need to say is, guys, make sure you check out our website. It is medicalmazepodcast.com. Everything is up there. Uh, previous episodes, blogs for each episode. Um, you can follow us. You can register as a guest. Everything is there. So until next time, we will catch you later. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.